episode 181 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Janelle. And Janelle was just lip syncing to my words that I said. I never get to say it. That's how we started from the beginning. We can't change now. Well, we could. No. It's just not possible. Uh, to you. Exactly. And who do you think puts this thing together? I guess you. <laughs> it is. But I curate our TikToks. That's true. I don't understand TikTok still. We get like five views on one and then 1,200 views on one and then like one view on one. It's the algorithm. I don't get it. Speaking of which, we just posted a TikTok and you have to check it out. We had something happen on the trail today. All right. So this is like a pre-news thing, but go check out our TikTok, Mandarin Orange Show. Yes. Top of the show. Should we just get into the news now, now that we've like already mm-hmm. jumped the shark? Mm-hmm. Jumped the gun? Jumped the barrel? Jump the shark. Jump the shark is when like a TV show is like bad. Well, I when think it's it just when it gets so good. ridiculous, right? Yeah. We could jump the shark on this episode. Let's not. I mean, maybe if it's so bad, it's good. Mm. What would make us jump the shark? <laughs> well... Let's talk about it in the news. You keep trying to get to the news. I'm not ready for the news. She just, what are you doing? <laughs> she looks very, like, aggressive tonight. <laughs> Why are you so aggressive? I had a one-day weekend. That's right. Veterans Day is the day we're recording this, so spoiler alert, that's the day it's on. So you got Thursday off, but then you have to go back to school on Friday. So yeah. It's like a one-day week after that. Just a one-day, a one-dayer. I don't have kids tomorrow, though. I got to do report cards. Fun. All right, now I'm ready for the news. <laughs> You're such a brat. And now the news. All right, please rate and review us wherever you would like to. Again, we're not picky about where the rating and reviewing is. could be on anywhere on the internet. It could be, like, locally, too. If you want to put up a little flyer on like the the cork board at your local you know community college, take out an ad in the penny saver. Yeah, and just tell people on there how much you like the show. That would be fine. We're not picky. In fact, I'd like to have a whole campaign of community college cork board flyers across <laughs> the country. Is that still a thing? Sure, they got to put stuff up there. They still have those cork boards around, and then maybe it's not, and maybe no one else is putting stuff there, and we could have like. The exclusive, like, only flyer up on the cork boards at the community colleges across the country. So if we could, like, mobilize our underground <laughs> fandom to do that, that'd be fantastic. This week, you can take a break from rating and reviewing online if you'd like. If, instead, you print up flyers of the Mandarian Orange Show and post them at your local community college cork boards. Now, sometimes, and this is important to note, at least when we were in college, you have to get permission Usually it's from like the activities department. Yeah, they or, give it a little stamp. Yeah, some 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 department on campus will give it a little stamp to give you permission to you post can't it. Spam the cork board. Yeah, they don't want inappropriate stuff. So you know, if you're gonna do this, make sure you go to the appropriate department at your local community college, and before you post them, you know, get the approval or whatever, so that you're not getting in trouble and so that you're not, you know, just wasting your time. We want to make sure this is done. In the appropriate way. For sure. So, and then most importantly, once you've posted it on the local cork board, on the cork board at your local community college, 
then you're going to snap a picture of it and you're going to email it to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com because then we will plaster it everywhere. I, if somebody does that, I will make that the banner and the image of our web of our Facebook page for mm-hmm. a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. And you can include your own, you know, something you want to promote in there. So it could be a good cross-promotion thing. If you want to get your name out there, we'll push it. You know. So frequent writer inner Ben has taken our Mandarin Orange Show sticker and taken pictures in all the places he's visited. It's true. All of them. Not all of them, but some of them, which is good enough for us. That is good, too. So that's definitely an acceptable thing. But Phil wants this week we're going to fo- focus on that cork board <laughs> at your community college. Now, I mean, it could be like, you know, a larger university. It doesn't have to be a community college. But not everyone lives close to a university. But almost everyone's got a community college somewhere near them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the key. So I'm not saying it couldn't be a larger university. You know, I think that that'll get it. That'll cover it. That'll help us grow. That'd be great if you did that. So, also, you can email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. You can message us on our Instagram at mandarinorangeshow. Make sure you follow us there, too, because that's where we're doing our 30-day eShop challenge. Yep. And you can tweet at us at mandarinorange. No show. Um, And then, of course, watch our most recent TikTok. Um, And that's at mandarinorangeshow. Don't forget, we have a Facebook page and group. And for the rest of the month of November, the group is where you're going to be able to vote on what we're doing in the 30-day eShop challenge. i got a running poll there on the Facebook group, and you can vote for as many video games as you want, and it'll help bump them up the list to help me decide what I'm going to play each day, and then we'll document the actual playing of it over on the Instagram story. So there's a lot of different ways to be a part of that, and we encourage you guys to, uh, to do so. In other news, uh, this Saturday, November 13th, which will be shortly after this episode is released, we are doing another Potvox Presents uh, with Potvox Music over on our Facebook page. Potvox Music Facebook page, that is. This week, we've got the band Stairwell, which I'm very excited for. John Caro, who is part of Stairwell, he was in a number of other bands that I really like. Um, some of which have played at Blue Christmases throughout the years, and some of which I li- listened to like when I was in high school. So that's going to be really cool. That's on November 13th. And then sometime during the week of Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving, that is, we will be doing a live stream mm-hmm. with Mandarin Orange Show. It might not be the kind of thing where we schedule it, though. It might just be spontaneous. It like, randomly pop up on your feed. So feeds. keep an eye out there during the Thanksgiving week, because you never know when that's going to be. Yes. Okay, in other news news around here, what else has been going on? Well, I was queen for a day. That's true. You had a queen for a day. This is your penultimate queen for a day this so year. So depressing. You've gotten once a month for the entire year, and you only have one more. In December, obviously. I yeah, and I do have that scheduled, but it was it was a really like laid back one and it was. sometimes I like a veg queen for the day. You're not tired of it? No. Because you never. didn't like have us do much stuff. It was a pretty Look, good. I did exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> I slept in late and played on my phone for a long time and then I went and got food that I wanted. And I watched home movies. True. 
Well, we're going to talk about like movies and stuff. I made you do watermelon party. Yep. We played a, a game we'll talk about, and then it was done. Got to do what you wanted to do. It's what I want to do. All right. Well, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We also, over the weekend, we've been doing uh, just a quick plup date. We haven't done a plup date in a while, which is, for those of you who are maybe new to the show, plup date is a puzzle Lego update. We like to do a lot of puzzles and Legos as a family. Audrey's been doing like tons of puzzles on her own. She's been plowing through them. But the big Lego that we're working on as a family is we got that Super Mario 64 Lego, the big question block one. And it's really cool. You know... When Nintendo and Lego, like, partnered up and started doing stuff together, it's kind of like... Magic. Like, what could I... And how could I resist it? It's, like, two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. If they somehow, like, made a guitar one... Well, they did. They just made a Fender guitar with Lego. <laughs> but if they made it, like, a Nintendo guitar somehow, <laughs> then I'd really be in trouble. It would be crazy. Have you seen that Fender guitar one with, like, the amp yeah. and everything? It's pretty rad. That is rad. Lego makes a lot of good stuff. They do. There's only so much room I have, though. Yeah. Anyway, we've been doing a lot of that. And the other big news, as many of you guys are probably aware of, the vaccine for the 5 to 12-year-olds, 5 to 11-year-olds, uh, was approved, and Luke got his first dose. Yay! So that's pretty, pretty cool, and that's going to bring about a lot of, uh, you know, change around here we're gonna feel a little more safe and comfortable yeah. with luke and stuff so um that's pretty good that was exciting and it went really well i mean he had like literally nothing his arm wasn't even sore like he didn't want like tylenol or anything yeah i was like are you sure you don't need a tylenol nothing you don't even have a sore arm and he did manage to get ice cream out of it though. he did beforehand he like did cry but not because he was scared, but he was crying happy tears. Yes, because he's been waiting a long time for this. So, it's just such a relief. Like, we didn't know. Like, it looked like it was going to be a lot longer there. You know, we could have held out, I guess, till he turned 12. But so glad um, that it happened. So, yay for science and vaccinations hopefully it will get us through this a little more and yay for the news that got us through the news segment yeah up next it's time for a little discussion of our 30-day e-shop challenge All right, for those of you that are in the know, you know we're in the midst of our November 30-day eShop challenge. You're already 10 days in. That's right, we're 10 days in. Last time we covered the first three, we've done another seven because we record once a week, you know, typically. (laughs) And uh, so we got 10 days. We're going to talk about the games in a second, but just in case you guys aren't aware, if it's your first time here or whatever, each day for the month of November, I'm playing a different game on the Nintendo Switch eShop. And these are all games that we had previously downloaded for cheap or free that are sort of in, like, the backlog that we haven't gotten to. Yeah. And so we're playing them for the first time ever. I'm playing them, but the kids and you, Janelle, are also helping to, like, demonstrate them and stuff. Yes. So I'm the one doing all of them, but you guys have been taking turns helping. Yeah, it's kind of hard for you to play and film yourself. It does make it easier with someone to to help me out. Yes. So let's go through the games here. 
Remember, we did day one was Namco Museum Archives Volume 1. Day two was Labyrinth City. Day three was Namco Museum Archives Volume 2. So now, the next one on the list was number four. Uh, day four was Mom Hid My Game. And this one was really fun. This is like a weird, kind of like a point-and-click puzzle type of thing. It's very goofy, Kind of like in like a very quirky, like uh, what it reminds me of like stylistically and like humor wise is like Katamari Damacy, like the the short films and yeah. that, you know, just real, real goofy. Um, but anyway, very funny, silly game. It's pretty Audrey short. Audrey in particular loves a point and click. Yes. So. And this one is like a humorous, like jokey one. The whole premise is that the mom like hides this kid's, you know, what's like different consoles or whatever, like a, say his 3DS. And then he has to like find out where she hid it without like revealing her so that she finds out he's trying to find it, you know? But it's very silly. Yeah. Like one time it's in an alligator's mouth and you have to use a stick to prop the alligator's mm-hmm. mouth open. That type of stuff. Yeah. So, it's fun and silly, and we enjoyed it. Then, the fifth one. This one on day five, you actually demonstrated this one. What was that? Stranger Things 3, the game. Yes. What do you think of that? I thought it was fun. It was a little more than a point and click. It had a little action. Story. Had violence. Did have some violence. <laughs> That's why I did it, because it was, it was rated, rated T. T yeah. Teen. Um, it wasn't like, I mean, we didn't come across anything too much. Yeah, it was fun. But yeah, I think, I think it was really fun. It was, it, I mean, it didn't like closely follow the story, but it definitely shows different scenes. Most of it has the essence. Yeah. And a lot of, it also feels like a game that could have been made, you know, in the late eighties anyway. Yeah. And how fitting since the, um, Stranger Things season four trailer came out. Yeah, this week. So that got us excited for it. Yes. Okay, on day six, played a game called Sheepo, and yes, that's spelled like a sheep with an O at the end. And the main character is kind of like a weird sheep creature that has like no arms or no legs, mm-hmm. just a tail. But anyway, it's sort of like a Metroid type of you know Metroidvania style thing. Where you're, you know, you explore around and you get new abilities so you can go to new areas and that kind of stuff. Um, the big difference with this one is there's no combat. Like, there are some creatures for you to avoid and some hazards and traps, but you don't actually fight them. You have to, like, jump around and hmm. avoid them and stuff. And it's very cool. Very stylized, cool, like, artwork and stuff. Luke actually played a bunch of that on his Switch. And I think he beat it a couple times, and he really likes it. But it's not, like, a super long game, but it is really fun. You like to load their their games on their own systems, because that gets them through a road trip or yeah. two. So. I never understood, by the way, like, when you read reviews, especially of indie games, and people that are reviewers will mark down a game for not being very long... I never understood that. Like, and I'm not well, saying... There like, was there like a timestamp. Right. Well, it depends on if the game is fun, you know? Sometimes... And how much it is. Like... Right. You're not paying for, like, a full-length game. Right, if you pay $10 and then you get, you know, five hours out of a game, that's a pretty good rate, you most know? Switch games are, like, 50 bucks or more, so... $60 is the standard price. Yeah. Right? So if you're paying 10 or $12 for something, I don't expect to have that much, you know? Right. And there's some games that you play and you beat and then you're done with and they were a good experience. Sometimes it's a game like Animal Crossing that you just keep playing and playing for a long time or right. a puzzle game that's kind of got 
but you have to evaluate different games for what they are. So to me, I don't care so much about the length of a game for the most part. I mean, if it takes right. like two minutes or something, then I don't want to spend $12. But anyway, I just feel like that's kind of a silly thing for people to rate stuff on. So I agree with that sentiment. So the next one on the 7th, I played The Aquatic Adventures of the Last Human. This one was really fun. Very cool, like, uh, pixely art style. But it kind of reminds me of, like, certain old, like, PC pixely games. Um, different from, like, NES type of feel. I don't know exactly how to describe it. But anyway, very cool, like, stylized. And the whole thing is the Earth is all covered in water you've been away in space and you come back and find it like you're the last person alive and so you have this submarine and you go around and fight these giant sea monsters and stuff it's very so like cool water world it's like water world but without kevin costner <laughs> or dennis hopper for that matter <laughs> and that child actor yeah that was that... in uh, napoleon dynamite and i can't think of her name now yeah well anyway sorry <laughs> Oh, that one game was really cool, by the way. Highly recommended. Very, very, very cool game. On the 8th, we played a game called Tohu. T-O-H-U. And this one is like a point-and-click adventure. This is another one that Audrey had picked out. And very cool. Very, very cute. Like, I'm trying oh, to yeah, think of like the cute. art style, like how to describe it. But just a very, very cute, like, very pretty, but also super cutesy. It was really good. I mean, definitely heavily in the point and click. Although it's the type of thing where, like, you click and your character walks across the screen. But it's definitely a point and click. Yeah. You know, like King's Quest kind of thing. Only very, very different and cutesier. Right. Really good. I really like that one. That was a fun one. Um, that's a cool thing, too. The, a big mechanic in that is that you switch back and forth between different characters that can do different stuff. So you're like, like a cute little girl, but then you can also be like a big, strong robot and probably other stuff. So anyway, that was fun. Then on day nine, I got uh, a cheapo one, which I suppose could be considered like sort of a shovelware type title. I got Cooking Tycoon 3-in-1 Bundle. <laughs> so the title right there probably tells you... <laughs> All you need to know. Basically, what this boils down to is it's like one of those, like, super, super simple tablet games, you know, that, like, the little kids like to I play mean, for hours when on our end. kids were, like, four and five, they spent hours playing games like this. It entertained them on many a long meeting I had or yeah. road trip or airports. So. This is the kind of thing where it's, you know, very simple. Like, in this one... You know, you've got a little restaurant, you got to feed the people, and so you, like, tap. They want pizza, so you tap the pizza, they want cheese, you tap the cheese, but put it on there. what was the sauce on the pizza? Yeah, this was weird. Audrey found this, noticed this, that the sauce you put on the pizza is ketchup. All the pizza was ketchup. <laughs> and then, like, you have to beat the first round to even unlock cheese to put on the pizza. So all the first pizzas are just dough with ketchup. Yeah. I don't know, it's definitely weird, but... You know, first of all, I downloaded these games for free. They had a bunch of free ones of this type of stuff. So I didn't spend any money on it, which is kind of similar like the tablet one. So, you know, if you want just a dumb little game to poke at, it was fun. Yeah. For a few minutes. It's definitely not something I'd spend money on, or at least not much. But for, you know, for what it was, okay. Yeah. Not bad. Definitely not like miserable or anything. And finally, well, not finally, but finally for today, on the 10th, I played The Little Acre, is what it's called, A-C-R-E, and this is another point-and-click adventure, another one that Audrey <laughs> had picked out, 
you might notice a trend here. Luke loves games that are kind of like Metroid-y adventure type stuff, and Audrey loves point-and-click adventures. But this one was really good. It was... We didn't get super far into it because, like, the first scene is pretty long, where the main thing is, like, the kid's in bed. Get dressed. And he has to get dressed, but he doesn't want to climb out of the covers and, like, expose himself because his, like, sister's sleeping on the other side of the room. So the whole first thing you have to solve is how to get his pants and his socks and his sweater, and he gets dressed under the blanket. It's kind of funny, though, because, like, I can relate to that because when I was, like, in elementary school, (laughs) I would put my clothes out the night before (laughs) because I'd get too cold in the morning and I would get dressed in my comforter. (laughs) Like, it wasn't about, like, not... Yeah. It wasn't about that. It was about, I was so cold, I didn't want to get out of bed. So I'd get dressed in my comforter. Well, Audrey assures me that there's much more to it than that. It would just, you know, think of it as like a tutorial, like how the stuff works. Yeah. But, it, I mean, the story, because it kind of does an introduction story where there's like, I don't know, some creature that comes and this girl falls through a, a portal into another dimension or whatever. And so I think there's going to be a lot more to it than that. Yeah. But um, we didn't get super far in it. But it's really good, like, I mean, beautiful music. And the art style kind of reminds me of, like, a Don Bluth type of film. You know, like yeah. the old cartoons that you would do. Like, very, very cool looking. So, I think that's going to be a good one, too. Yeah. And that's how far we've made it in the 30-Day eShop Challenge. So, make sure you guys go into our Facebook group, Mandarin Orange for the Group, and vote for the rest of the month. That would be great. Again, you can vote as many times as you want for as many games as you want. Although don't vote for all of them or it won't really have an impact on the overall <laughs> selection. But you can vote for all of them but one, even if you want to. Yes. And uh, make sure you guys follow along on our Instagram story to see the actual games in action. Up next, we've got something we haven't talked about in quite a while. We've got some vacation pants. Put on your vacation pants. Yay! I'm so happy to be talking about my vacation pants again. So upcoming very soon, we've got Thanksgiving break. Yes, and we just didn't want to plan anything until Luke had his first vaccine, and we just didn't even want to approach it. But we're still doing a super social distance thing because he's not fully vaccinated. Yeah, but we are going to do some, we're going to do kind of like we've done before in the other ones recently where we're going to rent, uh, we rented a place. We actually already booked it. Uh, one place, we're going to go there for the whole week and kind of hole up in there, do our own cooking and stuff. And then there's outdoor adventures and things we can do. And that, the weather's uh, not too shabby. Oh, the weather's so. going to be beautiful. Tell us where we're going. Okay, so we're going to Lake Havasu City. I think so, yeah. And it's in Arizona. We've talked about it before. It's where the London Bridge got moved to. Like the actual London Bridge from London. They bought it, had it (laughs) taken apart, shipped over here, and then reassembled. Yeah, that's what it's like famous for. But when I was looking for vacation rentals, for some reason, like Havasu City had a bunch of like places and they were like affordable during Thanksgiving, which is like crazy. So we got like a huge house with its own private pool and jacuzzi and jacuzzi. It has two TV rooms, like living room areas that have multiple seating. So you can do 
two different showings at the same time yes. or something. And then outdoors has a TV. Well, it's with, got like a covered lanai area yeah. with an L-shaped couch and a TV outside. It looks so nice. I'm so excited. And, um, yeah. Honestly, like, with the pool and jacuzzi, like, all to ourselves, we can just sit there and do that all week long. Yeah, like, we won't even have to go anywhere, but... There are a lot of cool, like, outdoor hikes We and like stuff, to, though. like, exercise, you know. I mean, swimming some, is exercise, Get but some steps in, but... You don't really get steps in, but still, <laughs> strokes in. I don't know. We like the area, too. Like, we want to see some nature, but... So it's on. Than, it's in northern Arizona, along the Colorado River. So it's right on the border with California. So mm-hmm. right on the other side, uh, you know, the Colorado River flows into it and makes Lake Havasu, and then flows back out of it. So on the other side of the lake, other side of the river is California, and then just to the north of it is where Nevada. Yeah. Uh, you know, is on the other side there. So it's very it's close to where we've gone before, like Laughlin before Thanksgiving, but is uh, it's different. We've never stayed there. We've always driven through here before. Yeah. So, it's exciting. It's going to be fun. And once, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. The premise being, if you give a mouse a cookie, they're going to want a glass of milk to wash it down. If you give them a glass of milk, they're going to need a napkin. I don't know how the whole thing goes. But the point is, once you start that chain reaction, you have to keep fulfilling that, you know, mouse is every desire in order to keep it happy. I've had... Two years, almost, of minimal vacation planning. You let me just plan, 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 So we did. Yeah, we put together this thing for Lake Havasu for Thanksgiving, and then Janelle's like, okay, spring break. Spring break next year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we just booked And we have, like, I have three weeks off at Christmas, and for once, I have, like, a week after the new year, which usually it's only a couple days, yeah. but I have a full week. So she's just wanting to book stuff I'm everywhere. I'm looking a lot. There's going to be some more stuff coming up, too. Don't worry. So we are working on the Spring break, though, our hope is for 2022 to do the... Redo. The, well, it's a redo because <laughs> we were going to do it and then it didn't work out because of the pandemic. Was to do the big five uh, national parks in, in Utah, Utah. But also during that time hitting some other national parks along the way in and out. Because we're going to get, like, the National Park Pass, so we could hit, you know, it's, once you pay for the pass, then it's, like, free yeah. and all the different and parks, Luke, right? And like, he had it for free in fourth grade. But, of course, that was during but the pandemic. we did go to Zion, but that's, like, all we went to. But then I looked, and it's not that much to buy. Yeah, it's, like, 80 the bucks, America, right? the beautiful pass is $80. It's for the family pass? Yeah, for a year. Yeah, so we're just going to do that. And depending on how we wind up doing it, we may hit up to 10 national parks on one trip. Yeah. We might pare it down, and there's a couple that were like a little bit of a detour. So we'll see. But it could possibly be 10 parks in two weeks. I got a great little loop out of here. And it's not any more driving than we've done other spring break trips. So um, it's going to be really cool. The big five in Utah, by the way, are Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon National Park, Canyonlands. Capitol Reef and Arches National Park. So there's five, you know, real famous big ones in the yeah. southern part of Utah. The other ones we might hit um, at least partially or, you know, a little, you know, maybe we'll just do a drive through. It depends. There's Death Valley, Great Basin, Petrified Forest, and Joshua Tree, and what's the other one? Oh, Grand Canyon. 
Yeah. We're all kind of on this loop that we're going to drive we're around. We're going to be going so. by them, so. We'll see how much time we spend in each one or whatever, but we're going to hit a lot of them, and it's going to be pretty cool. And we'll probably do a combination of camping and hotels. Um, just, we like to, like, camp for a few days and then yeah. get a shower in and then camp for a few days. And we're not ready to, you know get on an airplane yet so this is yeah this would be a good way to get back into it a lot of outdoor nature stuff to do so we can be out and in the world without being like crammed in with people just yet yes so we're We're not ready for that yet (laughs) of course everyone will be fully vaccinated by then which is nice but that way we can still be apart you know yes so that's uh what we're doing you know make sure you follow my vacation pants on Instagram for all the updates. Exciting. Okay, we got just a couple more things we need to talk about, and one of them is movie time. Movie time. Theater movie time. Yes, we did another drive in. So, what do we see? Well, this one was for Audrey's birthday, and it took a little while because we were waiting for the movie she wanted to see, but we went to the drive-in theater, which again is a nice one, especially through this time. This is before Luke was able to get his vaccine, So, but we do the drive-in theater because you're just in your car and no one can be around you and you're sealed up in there, and it's great. Um, and so we watched The Eternals, which is the latest Marvel movie. And um, I just have to say, like, this one was a little dark. (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, I don't mean thematically. (laughs) I mean that the drive-in theater, it depends on on what your theater is like and stuff. And, like, this one that we go to a lot, they have three screens. Two of them are, like, a little smaller. And the one we saw the Eternals on was the big one. But the issue with the big one is that it's not the best projector, so everything is projected a little darker than it should be. And the Eternals already is a little dark, like, you know, I'm talking cinematography-wise. And so it was too dark, and there was, like, chunks of stuff that we, we couldn't really tell what was going on very well. It was not the best experience as far as movie going. We had a fun time. Well, it's funny because we, like, we all watched it, and we are like, because... Audrey was ready to, like, stay for the second showing, because it was, like, two showings, yeah. and you're allowed to, like, stay back They usually back. do double features unless it's a big release, and then they just show the same yeah. movie twice. So, Audrey's, like, ready to watch it again, and then afterwards, she's like, eh, it's kind of dark, and yeah. can I just watch a movie in bed at home? <laughs> so, what did you think of it as to the best of your ability to evaluate it held my interest, but I just thought it was kind of like just relying on the story and not the beautiful cinematography that I went back and saw on the preview. Yeah, we watched the trailer and we're like, okay, it definitely was supposed to look better than it looked. It was a little weak. Yeah. It okay, was- mild spoilers, by the way, in case anyone hasn't seen it. We're going to talk. We're not going to go into great detail, but just mild spoilers here. It was, I, I agree with you. Like, if based on what we've seen, and again, I would think we need to, see I would, it for to do real. a true evaluation, we'd have to watch it like in a better setting. But it's definitely the bottom one for me. 
Now, I still liked it. It was still good. And there were some parts I really liked. But I'll tell you what my biggest issue with it was. And this is how, this is my Phil script doctoring corner here. Is that they, they introduced this group, the Eternals, and there's like, I don't know, nine people. There's several of them. Seven. I can't remember, but ten maybe. There's a lot in this group, right? And so they introduced them all in this one movie. And some of the characters, a couple of them get some pretty good character development. I love like Kumail Nanjiani. His character was, you know, very fun and developed and stuff. Some of them, though, like, you just barely got a glimpse of what they were like. Like, even the main girl, like, they never really told her. Yeah, I mean, just so little of it. And so this is is the way that I, I said it. It's like if they put out the Avengers movie, like the first Avengers, without, without all the all movies the pre- leading up yeah. to it. So, you know, in the Avengers movie, it totally works because you, at, by that point, you've already had character development. You know all those yeah, characters. Yeah, because they're basically a team like the Avengers. Right. But you don't know anything about them. And even like the smaller characters like Hawkeye and Black Widow have been introduced in the other ones. And so you've right. already got like a, a baseline on what these characters are. And so you're already invested in them. So it's okay to have, you know, nine characters that are all like the main characters because you know them all. Whereas this one, it feels like they threw us all in to it and we didn't know those characters if i was disney this is what i would have done because i don't think it's a bad movie and i think that if they do more with these characters later i think we'll come back to this movie and like it better yeah i agree i just feel like they threw us in the deep end and we don't know who these people are so if i was disney i would have done one of our disney plus series right and this would have been so perfect Because there's like, say there's eight main characters. I don't remember exactly, right? Yeah, do and they an do eight episode. episodes. You do oh. one episode for each of the Eternals. Then you go to this movie, and now we have this big epic thing, and we care Why about all the they characters. do that? I don't know. They could still do it. I think they should still do it, because that would be so perfect. Because then I know who that character is. I know this. Yeah. And you see each of their individual stories. Then we have the big mashup where they're doing this thing. And they didn't have to do it like the... You know, Marvel movie where each have a movie. They could have just done like a little mini series, like a little forty minute. Introduce episode. each one of them, and we get a little bit of their story. Because the whole thing is they all exist throughout history, and so you could see them in different points in history. You know, like the Kumail Nanjiani one, the whole story of him going through Bollywood and mm-hmm. being all the generations. That could be really fun. Or uh, the guy who lives in the jungle and. You know, he stays there out in the South America. You know, we learn right. about his story or whatever. You know, each one or the story of Fina, you know, Angelina Jolie's character with Gilgamesh. And they live like on that beach in Australia. Mm-hmm. Like, what did they do together out there? Like, they've got to yeah. have great stories. So each one of those little stories in a mini series, and then we get the big thing. I think it could have been so much better. So when are you going to, like, become a script doctor? I don't know. I I keep telling everyone, like, hire me, and it hasn't (laughs) happened yet. So we'll see. But, right, that total that's all it needs. Yeah. Because it wasn't bad. It just had, like, the, the building blocks of something really good. It just was too much. Yeah. And I realize, again, some of that was our feelings about it was tainted a little bit by the imagery. But... The bones of the story, I don't feel connected to many of those characters. Yeah. And the other big issue that you have, and this is why that series would have been perfect, because the big issue you have with a superhero, especially one that's like super overpowered like these guys are, right? That they basically can't die almost, and they live forever, and they've got these incredible powers, is that 
you have a hard time connecting with them as a character because, like, oh, nothing can happen to them, so why do I care if they're battling a giant monster or not, right? It's kind of why Superman is occasionally difficult to write for because... Same thing, like, you know, you know he can't die, but then they've got kryptonite, and you've got guys that are outsmarting right. him, and they go after people he loves, so there's angles for it, right? Right. But they didn't have that with this, because we didn't ever really connect with their characters very much. But, again, if we knew that story about them, and we saw where they were at, then it would have made so much more sense. Yeah, that's good. So, that's my that's my pitch. Marvel, Disney, if you're out there listening, please... Just, just call me up next time. Yeah, just give us a jingle. You got cheap rates, and I can. That would have been amazing. I mean, you'd do it for way cheaper than any of yeah. their big wigs. Would. And I don't think it's too late. Even I think if they did that series now, and we saw each one of them, it would be interesting. And then it would make it the going back to that Eternals movie like so much better. Yeah, for sure. Why don't you just like pitch that? Write up a little pitch. Okay. And send it. I don't think they're like uh, <laughs> no. When we were at Comic-Con several years ago, yeah, we went to a panel and I took a picture where they you literally just send them scripts and pitches. Well, give me that picture. I got to find that picture for you. Man, wouldn't that have been you great? You just send in your pitch and if they like it, they'll call you. Don't I, call us. We'll call you. Because I really loved a lot of the characters and the actors they had. It yeah, definitely, for sure. It was full of potential. It just was unrealized potential in some cases. All right. We're going to move along from that one. That's a long time to spend on one movie. But what's next? So on my Queen for a Day, we had a little Zoom movie party with uh, Uncle Matt. Yes. And we watched The Trouble with Harry, an Alfred Hitchcock film. And what's perfect about this is it's the first Alfred Hitchcock movie Luke that and Audrey have ever watched. Watch. And it was the first Alfred Hitchcock movie I ever watched. That's so cool. My first my first AH was uh The Birds. Yeah. And Which I is got, great also. I got really scared when the birds, spoiler alert, poked out the neighbor's eyes. <laughs> the perfect thing with the trouble with Harry is that you know, I mean, it's definitely, like, some darker humor. It's a bit macabre. But it's very, like, lighthearted and silly, too. It's yeah. a perfect introduction. And it's probably helped to form some of my, like, sense of humor as a kid, too. Right. like Because it's so silly. They treat it silly. But, you know, I mean, it's... It's about a dead guy. It's about a dead guy. But it, it's basically... I mean, if you're not familiar with it, it's the way, way, way earlier precursor to Weekend, <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like it totally is, except it's yeah, it's a little different tone, but it's pretty similar. Yeah, for sure. Um, they so keep, they keep digging him up and burying him again, and oh, why is he in the bathtub? You know, I mean, there's all kinds of like the, gags with it. The guy, the doctor, keeps tripping over him. Yeah, I mean, it's basically that. So if you ever watch, if you ever thought uh, Weekend at Bernie's was at least a little funny, then go back and watch yeah. this and see how it's really done. Weekend at Bernie's funny too, but whatever. Yeah. And everybody, like, thought they killed him at some point. And then they realized none of them yeah. did. Yeah. It was good. It's, uh, it's a classic. So that was fun. And then, this is a little earlier. I feel like we talked about this, but then you said that you don't, I think, don't we think we did. I don't think we did. So, for Audrey's birthday, you know, she loves watching bad movies. It's like, like her favorite B-movies. And so we watched Cry Wilderness, which is a classic 
kind of classic. I think it was from like the 80s, the I want to say. Early 80s. Bigfoot movie. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, loosely. loosely. It's very, 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 very cheesy. Very much a low-budget B-movie. It's fantastic. It, it's one of those, it's definitely one of those so bad it's good movies. Like, definitely. Oh, like the textbook definition. We were howling and cackling at how funny it was. And it wasn't supposed to be. Like, they no. definitely... And that's the best kind of bad movie, is one where you can tell they how hard they tried. so seriously. Right. They, you can't make that on purpose. Like, you can't replicate when they're really trying hard, yeah. and then it's just so bad. And Did then, we say the name of it? Yeah, Cry Wilderness. Cry Wilderness. But then, also, and I specifically look for this for Audrey, we did one where they also covered it on MST3K, Mystery Science Theater 3000, and so we watched that and then immediately went and watched the MST3K version. And we like to see which jokes we used. That we made that they and also there's made. There's quite similar. a few. Yes. So that was really fun. That was so fun. Highly recommended if you like bad movies. I just love this season of our kids being, like, old enough to watch, you know. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit different level of movies and understanding it and enjoying it, so. It's very fun. It's a great new season. Well, that's it for movies. And we're going to move along real quick to one final segment, which we haven't done in a while. Which is game night. Yes. Yes. All right. We did some good board game tabletop games over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So tell us uh, about some of the stuff we've done. Well, we broke out the travel scrab. Yeah, we played several games of travel. Travel? Travel scrabble? Travel scrabble. Travel scrabble. Several games of that over the last couple of weeks. We have this really cool zipper pouch. When did we get it? Like for our wedding? It was like very early on in our marriage, yeah. But it's the best travel game I've ever seen. It's the best travel game you could ever get. Like it comes in a zipper pouch. All the tiles are in this like drawstring bag. They actually click into the board. So you can like stop partway through, fold up the board, and then open it back up later, and the and pieces are still there. It's still there. And then plus, you keep your Scrabble pieces in a clickable closed case. Yeah. So the little like display thing you usually keep them on. Yeah. It has a little thing that closes it, it closes up, it up and like then you a click, piano, like a piano. Yeah. And then you can click that into the back of the board, board. and zip it all up. It's all contained. It has pencils. Like like pencils you click the in. The score sheet that's in there. The score sheet. It's it's fantastic. It's just funny because there's a lot of times you get a travel game and then it's just like yeah. a small version of it. Yeah. And it's like that's not just nothing travel about it. You just made it smaller or right. whatever. This is like the true definition of what a travel game should be. It's Scrabble, but it's right. it's seriously great because of that. Now, when I was a kid, I had a version of Travel Scrabble that had like um, uh, it was like color form. Basically, like, okay. you killed it I off. I can see that. But it but those, was like, get not, messed up yeah, after a while. It, it did not last very long. And then um, we had earlier in our marriage travel Yahtzee. Which That's was another our great one. Yeah. Favorite, but we used it so much. And I guess you can't blame the game for wear and tear because it came in this. The Yahtzee had five dice in this blue, like, thing that you rolled across your hand. And then you clicked it up, like you pushed the bottom yeah, of it, and it would up lock and you the wanted dice to place. hold it. But we played it so much in the car. I remember Phil would like 
just put his hand out and, and then I'd you'd roll rub it, it on my over, hand and then, and then click then it click in place. It. I'd be like, you got a five, a five, and five. You know, and okay, three of a kind, and I click it up, but it it just and we could never find it again. Yeah, that was like such a that one. So. I feel like that's the one we found with like when we were with Josh and Rachel at what was that store? Urban Outfitters. At Urban Outfitters, and like we were in there, and I'm like, "There's not gonna be anything in here." I want. I'm like, "Oh, Travel Yahtzee." Travel that's cool. Yahtzee. Anyways, that's uh, that's our, our top recommendations for travel games. I mean, again, there's a lot of other travel things, but rarely is it something special, yeah. and that's no. what I like. Is it's like this is something special. So we uh, downloaded Yahtzee. Yeah. For on that on the app, a good example is another game that we played recently, Smart Donkey. But it's not donkey. They have like a travel thing, but it's just smaller cards yeah. in a smaller case. Like that's not a travel. That's just kind of right. smaller. Yeah, that's a fun game though. But it's a great game, and we played it for your mom's like progressive dinner. Like we got together and played games beforehand. Yeah, so we I think we talked about that already, where yeah. we did, like, the remote... Outdoor. Like, where we did the drive-through and then stuff. Yeah. So we, we played this... But we played this game with them, and my mom definitely, like, I got some of my yeah, OCD tendencies from her. she went through every single card. She wanted every single card to be played. Well, we... Re- and, yeah, partway through, we realized, like, oh, we could finish this in a little bit. And she's like, well, we gotta do it now. So, I think that's all we played. Yeah, we played that one game. It's really fun, but that's all we did because she had to finish it. Um, um, another time we played Balderdash, though. This is going back a little ways. I think that was for Audrey's That was birthday. for Audrey's, and we talked about that. I think we did. But it's such a good game. Recently, we played Codename Pictures. I think... I can't remember who picked that one. Probably Audrey. Audrey. Again. She loves code names. And then finally, we played another game that we've played like a version of, but you got like a different version of. Tell us about yes. this. So this is called Throw Throw Burrito, which we played the game, um, the inside edition. But this time we played the extreme outdoor edition. And it is so fun and actually a good workout. Yeah, you inflate these giant burritos. Giant burritos. And you basically play the game of spoons, if you're familiar with it, where you just, like, pass a bunch of cards around. You try to make, uh, you know, set three of a kind in this case. When you do that, depending on what the cards you match, different people have to battle each other by racing to grab these giant burritos and then throwing them at each other. Whoever hits each other. Kind of like a dodgeball. So it's like dodgeball and spoons. But they're, like, giant inflatable, like, soft things. I mean, you couldn't possibly hurt someone with it. And, like, the inside one has, like, smaller burritos, like, more, like, a life-size burrito. But they're, like, foam. Yeah, but I don't really understand the difference. There's not. It's the cards are bigger. Yeah. And the burritos are bigger. And the burritos bigger. are bigger. It just depends on if you want to throw a small thing or a big... I mean, the big ones were fun to, like, race around the backyard yeah. with and stuff, so... and. I would probably play the inside one outside because those little burritos are going to knock a picture frame down or something. I think they did when we played. Yeah. Anyway, it's a fun game and I liked it. So just yet another reminder that it's really fun to play games with your family and friends and people you love. Cause and you can do it great. remotely and safely if you're not comfortable getting together yet. So those are some. What yeah. games are you guys playing? Let us know by writing to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. And that's going to bring us to the end of our episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate you guys being here. Yes, it's so fun. Please, again, feel free to write to us. You can also follow us on all of our various things. And please don't forget to vote 
in our Mandarian Orange Show, the group for the 30-day eShop challenge. Now, we have about, well, exactly 20 more episodes till our 200th episode. That's true. Well, this is 181. So, what are we going to do? I don't know. We got to come up with some good stuff. We got a little time here, but if you guys have any suggestions, again, hit us up on the aforementioned places. We'd appreciate it. It'll be coming in In 2022. I think that's going to do it here, right? Yes, it is. All right. Thanks again, everyone. And for the Mandarian Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.